Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the art studio. I am your host, Dan Burke. I hope all of you are having a great day in your art studio, and I hope the art is coming out well. I'm sure we've all had the experience of looking at someone else's art and being absolutely amazed by it and thinking, how am I ever going to get to that level myself? It really is an intimidating experience. And sometimes people are on such a different level that you can't even conceptualize how they created the art. That's how far off the curve or far out of your knowledge base they are that you look at it and go, well, how exactly did they create that thing? So there's some people who are capable of making some really amazing things, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about experiencing those people, experiencing their artwork. Lately, I don't know why, I must be in some kind of masochistic mood. I've been finding and searching for and looking at artists who really blow my mind. And it's like, wow. Anyway, I could rave about this all day long. But I'm trying to analyze their work and think, how am I going to get there? And then I think to myself, well, wait a minute. What's the end game for you to get there? Like, I don't think it's possible for me to sell art in the manner that these people who I admire sell art. So in some ways, it's like a net sum loss for me. It's like making my animated movie. It was great to make animated movies and my movie. But in the end, since I'm not really in the animated movie making arena, it was sort of an exercise. So, you know, maybe all art is an exercise in some respects. You just do it because you feel like doing it. But I've had a lot of projects I felt like doing. And this one could be time-consuming, the one I'm considering right now. But they're all time-consuming. But the learning curve and so forth is not the bad thing. It's just part of it. But I ha- I'm trying to understand, like, probably trying to pretend like I have all that skill right now. Let's say I have 10 paintings in the bank uh, of how I want to create them. What does that mean for me? Where do I go forward from here now that I have this new skill level, this new sort of technique of art? Will I make posters? Will I make prints of these posters? What will I do with this new skill? So I'm trying to think of the end game for creating these new things I want to create. One of the reasons this is on my mind is I just got done creating another poster. And these posters are really fun and exciting to do for me. I mean, they really are. And that 
is what probably brings me back to them over and over again is making these posters I make. I make a couple a year. But there's really nothing to do with them. They're just sort of stacking up here around the house. (laughs) It's true. So I'm trying to think, like, am I going to make another bunch of art to stack up around the house? Is that essentially a bad thing? Not, doesn't, doesn't, not necessarily a bad thing. I guess in the end, a part of me wants to make art and wants to share it so it's exciting for other people to view as well. Even though I'm totally the first audience and I want to have fun making the art and I want to like the art, I can't see making it a com- in a complete vacuum. Hmm, it's something to really think about. This extends on the theme from the last show about making art and doing projects for yourself because you really come out with some neat and interesting things when you do it purely for yourself. Anyway, studying these artists who are head and shoulders above me I think is really going to up my game. Let's pretend, just for laughs, that I have another 25 years to create art. That's a lot of time to create art. I could develop new styles, new techniques. I may develop new clients. Who knows where I could be in 24 months even. So I should think positive about acquiring new skills, doing new things, and not think negative about it and say, well, what what is this skill going to mean for me? Because frankly, what does any skill mean for me? Unless I market it and pester people to use me for it, that skill pretty much goes untouched. I did some little more sketch cards again, little painted sketch cards. I did Donald Trump zombie. I did Hillary Clinton zombie. And it was interesting uh, and fun to create these things and also frustrating because it seems I can never quite paint as as I see in my mind exactly. So it's a struggle. Uh, But I do really enjoy that process, which I've said before, which is kind of crazy. There really has never been a better time to be a self-publishing artist. For those that listen to the show, I've been talking about Jake Parker and his Kickstarter, and I believe he's just a few centillas away from $78,000 on his Kickstarter. And he still has maybe uh, nine, eight days left. So I think he's going to make it. You can self-publish now under so many various platforms. You can bring your work directly to the web to through various platforms. You can publish through Amazon, comics uh, publishing services like Kablam!, And people knock Kablam, but they really shouldn't because they actually serve a real purpose in the market. Now, I'm not saying they're perfect publishers, and I'm not saying their system is perfect. In fact, on my last book, they expanded one of the pages. I don't know why. I guess they felt it needed to be a full bleed when it wasn't and kind of messed up the resolution and stuff. So I'm not saying any publisher is perfect, (laughs) but... They do print a great book, provide a great service, and people are 
you know, who grew up in this age are unaware of how hard it was just to have anything printed just 20 years ago. It was difficult and expensive. And it's nice to be able to get a printed book in your hands. Now, is there a big profit margin in printing books and selling books? I think we've discussed this in great length uh, before. Not really, unless you have some sort of extreme specialty book that people have to have. Uh, and you can charge more for it than, you know, just a few dollars. Because if you're just making a few dollars off a book, you have to sell a hell of a lot of books to impact your bank account and make that work. This coming year, I've got on my horizon making some really cool and interesting posters. I've been thinking and talking about for a while these posters I want to make, and I'm making them, but I want to make things even more elaborate than I've made before. I've got some ideas, I've got some inspiration, and I think I'm going to create some things that are really super cool. Uh, anyway, for me, and I'm going to try to push myself and stretch myself. I'm not going to say it's going to be my best work, because who knows what that is. But I can honestly say I'm going to put some effort into this and try to really do a good job. I'm trying to create a project, as I always do, that I can get done in a couple weeks as opposed to a couple months. Projects that go on a couple months are fine, and I can chip away at them. But I don't want to burn a whole bunch of my time, months of my time, on projects that, I don't know, occupy the space of perhaps five other projects. That's one way to put it. You know, it's like these oil, water, color, oil paintings, acrylic paintings I do. I spend a lot of time on them, and they don't really create anything, so to speak, that makes me money or I do much with. But I enjoy the process, and you might even call it practice. But in the meantime, let's say I took back all that time and spent it on stuff that was more productive, that could make me money, cleaning my house, doing my dishes, or whatever you call it, that might be a more productive way to spend the time, uh, considering how precious time is. You know, I don't burn a lot of time doing frivolous things, quote-unquote, for myself. However, it depends how you look at it, what people consider frivolous. I like to read books. I read books. That might be considered frivolous. I know there's people who play games, watch TV, go to the movies. There's all kinds of things that could be considered as a time suck away from your creative endeavors. But, you know, that's what also what we might call living. I, for one, really enjoy reading books. They bring me a great deal of pleasure, and especially when they're really well-written. It's a great story. It's a pleasure to read a great book. Not everybody has the time for that, and I understand it. I think I'm really lucky to have the time I do to invest in things like reading and other endeavors that I enjoy because that's what you know makes life worth living such a great blessing. Anyway, I've got some plans for this coming year, and I'm thinking about them. And the cold, rational me 
kind of looks at some of the plans or the plans and says, you know, what do these plans actually lead to? Where are they going? What are you going to do with these things that you create? I know one thing. I created a project just a few weeks ago just for fun. I spent two days just making something that was a total blast just for fun. And I absolutely loved it. I really did. So there's something to be said for creating stuff just for the sheer joy of creating. Talked about this again last show. So is it possible to meld those two things into something, you know, highly creative that you enjoy doing that also lends itself to the greater picture of helping you make a living and put food on the table? It's hard to say. You know, not every uh, creative idea, when it first hits the table, you know, has an audience, so to speak. That doesn't mean you shouldn't create it. Anyway, these are the kind of thoughts that have been bouncing around in my head. And I've been studying some artists that really inspire me, looking at their work and saying, man, you know, how can I pull off something as cool as this? Or, in my own way, do something like this. So, that's sort of what's been... Uh, on my mind and looking at these guys who are head and shoulders above me as artists is intimidating and highly inspiring because I can really see these mountains in the distance and go, okay, look how great these clowns are. You know, they're fantastic, you know, and how am I ever going to get there? You know, I'm not even sure where to start. So I'm going to start at the beginning. I'm going to try to create some paintings that are in illustrations, full color, whatever you want to call it, that are very much like these paintings, trying to copy the lighting, the technique, the way they create objects, and see if I can sort of push some of that knowledge into my style so that when I create stuff, I can sort of get this cool look that this art has. Most of this art comes down to drafting. That's the truth. I'm a pretty good draftsman, so I think there's hope for me in that respect. But the detail in some of these paintings is so outrageous that I look at it and go, how, how does he do it? You know, it's like a machine. My hand is not that steady and my eyes are not that good, so I may have to settle for something in between. It's just the fact. I may not be able to make this precision-type art that I so crave, so I may have to you know, satisfy myself with creating on the level that I can create at. Uh, but I am quite amazed by these artists that I've been studying lately and uh, just blowing my mind how good they are. And I know as artists, we've all had that experience. <laughs> Coming across somebody who's unbelievable and going, just, you know, how exactly do they do that, you know? And of course, what it is is a series of choices. Let's say there's 50 steps, 500 steps, 5,000 steps to creating something. They just happen to know the steps to create that look, that thing. Uh, kind of like Alex Ross. If you knew the steps to create and you had a steady hand and could illustrate like him, well, there you go. You can pull it off. But that's, uh, of course, that's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> All that practice that makes you into that person. 
I've been trying to think long term though. I usually think about a year or two years ahead. I'm trying to think longer now, trying to think maybe five years, 10 years and think, where do I really want to be five years from now, 10 years from now? Where can I be? What's reasonable? What, what's a good plan for me? And it, I've got this feeling in my mind that I really should tie up a lot of loose ends. I've got a lot of crap I should sell and get rid of and not hold on to. Got a lot of stuff and uh, I don't feel like I should be hauling it around anymore. And sort of preparing myself for the next phase in my life. Holidays are coming up. Going to get to see some people, do some things, have some fun. I'm looking forward to that. Here in Bend, Oregon, where I live, it's cold, but it's beautiful. It's such an interesting place to live. You can open your front door and there'll be like 10 deer standing right out front. And man, these things are huge. You forget how really big animals are till you see them. And you're like, whoa, like big and powerful. And uh, they scare me to death. You know, who knows what they're capable of kick you in the head. So I try to keep a big distance between me and the wild animals. Uh, that's always good advice for most people. It can be daunting to sit down and create something new and different for the first time puts you out of your comfort zone you don't have really a blueprint not sure where to start so it's easy to put it off and kind of procrastinate I find the best thing to do is jump in it may not be your best effort it may not turn out to be your best thing but you will learn along the way so if you plan on doing two or three or four different versions of the thing in order to create the final quote unquote masterpiece you will probably come up with something very, very good. The hard part is to endure through the valleys where things aren't going your way, where it's not working, you have to redo things, things like that. But if you can push through it, you can really create better and better art. I know that I've been working on a theme and practicing a certain kind of art for a long time, and I'm getting better and better at it. So I think that anybody who practices can get better. Art is not so much as talent as it is perseverance and practice. I've heard magicians say that in order to become a good magician, you have to love the practice. In order to be an artist, a really good artist, you have to love creating art. No matter what level you're at, you just have to go for it. It doesn't mean you don't want to be a better artist. It just means you have to practice your way up the ladder. And it can be done by anybody. You just have to apply time and real effort. I think what's interesting about the whole endeavor is you often end up in places you never expected going with your art. As we grow older, our sensibilities change. What we like changes. What we aspire to changes. What we find attractive or cool changes. So the art we make at 25 won't be the art we make at 55 or 65, or 75. We'll create different art throughout the whole journey of our life. And that's a really cool thing. I look back at the art I created when I was in, you know, elementary school, middle school, college, beyond college, and all of it's different. And so much of it reflects where I was then in my life. And a lot of it doesn't. 
A lot of it reflects where I was aspiring to be as an artist. It's interesting to see all the clones and the rip-offs and the different styles that I was, you know, differently influenced by as I went. And I suppose that's a journey for all of us. And it ends up that you never quite arrive as an artist, I don't think. I think it's always a lifetime journey of going forward. And that's good news. That's a good thing. Uh, it's not so much not being satisfied. It's more like being at a park and having a great time going from ride to ride, Pirates of the Caribbean, Moon Mountain, you know, all that stuff, Space Mountain, and then still having enough energy and and so forth to want to go to the next ride. Because that's what it is to do art. It's one fun ride after another. You just have to be open to it, allow it to happen, and uh, to continually move forward, I think, with, uh, with your creative endeavors. It's really important. And there really has never been a better time to be a creative person and get your stuff out there. It's the most economical time in history. You can make a calendar, a t-shirt, a poster, a puzzle. You can do so much now with your art that just 20 years ago, again, was either incredibly expensive or impossible. I remember having to save up thousands of dollars to do an offset print run of one of my books. And, you know, it was like two years to save up. Now you can go out and get 10 full-color copies of your book perfectly printed from some kind of service like Amazon or Kablam. And it's amazing. You don't have to pay an arm and a leg for set-up charges or store a bunch of books in your house and boxes. You can really have just 10 copies or one copy if you want it. It's not a perfect system, but it's much better than it used to be. So the idea then is just to go ahead and get your stuff out there. Create it. Do it now. Take the coming year and create your cool thing. A piece of advice that I give, that I give to myself, that I give to you, is try to create projects that you can do in a reasonable amount of time. Don't create the magnum opus, Lord of the Rings, that's going to take you 10 years to create. Try to create something you can do in a year, six months, a comfortable window of time for you to focus because that's what it really takes. Otherwise, as it happens to all of us, we might get tired of it, move on, our sensibilities change. All kinds of things can happen when you plan projects that take years instead of weeks or months. So that's something to consider. You know, Maybe do your dream project in chapters. I have a project on my mind that I think is really, really cool. I'm doing research on it now, and I'm putting together the pieces in my mind. And, you know, every artist wants to do, quote-unquote, the definitive project. Well, there's no such thing, of course, like I just said, because you're always evolving. But I have an idea to do a cool project while I'm still in this phase of my art. And who knows? We'll see if I, if I, if I can convince myself to do it or not. It's a rather ambitious project, so I'm trying to scale it back to a point that makes sense. Uh, again, the same advice I was just giving you. Try to create a project I can do in a couple months rather than a couple years. So I'm trying to scale back the project so it makes sense 
something I can bite off and chew <laughs> and not choke on. So it may end up just being a you know a 24 page project or something like that. But uh, I have a lot of ideas for this, and I think it could be cool. So we'll see. If it does come to fruition, I will definitely talk about it and discuss it here as I develop it. Have a great day in your art studios. Carry on, keep creating, and I'll be back here in my art studio creating before you know it. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.